Good evening and welcome to another episode of Behind the Scenes. I've got hay fever, but they call me Stepney. And tonight I am joined by George Crompton. George, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? Are you okay? Hay fever, killing me, absolutely yeah. ruining me. <laughs> I sound funny. I'm very blocked up, sinusy. It's, 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 it's been a killer. <laughs> I'm afraid I don't have hay fever, so I don't know the feeling. But yeah, I'm sure it's a, an absolute pain. But I hope you're all right anyway. Yeah, I'm all right. Actually, you're lucky you don't get it. I mean, it's it's such it's, it's bizarre because even, even a day like today when there's been low pollen, because I've had it for so long this past, like, probably about two months, I've just had it now. It's just been sort of there in the background. I just sound, I've noticed that I sound different. And um, even even being blocked up, it was blocking up one of my ears as well. And yeah, I've just got to be on the old uh, Beckonese, I think I take it. Is that's a nasal yeah. spray? Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, George, thank you for coming on. Um, I know I've had some problems in getting you on. Then that's down to me, not you. Um, it's, I've just been. A, bit of a crazy one um being dad and working full-time and sorting out the kids and everything and blah 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 it's just been it's just been manic but um thank you for actually taking the time out to come and to come and speak to me it's, it, it does i do appreciate it no it's all um, good yeah we've got a lot of in our lives and stuff i mean i'm an actor i'm a writer and we have bits and bobs that we've got to do and and go off so yeah it's finally nice to be on behind the scenes and uh yeah we can have a good chat so Good, good, good. Right. So we've had a little chat. So I, I don't know why I always say that, but I, I always do. Okay. So we've had a little chat before. Uh, wrong way. Uh, we've had a little chat before. And um, so I know a little bit about George. I know a little bit about George. The, the one thing that I always ask uh, my guests, I guess, my guests, I guess, I don't know why I'm repeating stuff. It sounds weird <laughs> in my head. Um, but the one thing that... <laughs> It's just crazy. Um, the one thing that I do like to always ask, though, is um, who am I? Not me, obviously. Um, you. Who am I? Tell, tell the viewers a little bit about who you are and your journey to where you are right now. Okay, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm George. Uh, George Crompton. I am a, a writer and an actor. I'm very new to the writing, so I'd say more acting is uh, what I want to focus on at the moment. Um, 25 years old and I live around Stockport. If you know where Stockport is by any chance. You do, I yeah. Do. That's I good. Do. Yeah. yeah. For anyone that doesn't know where Stockport is, it's Manchester area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've graduated uh, at Salford Uni. So I studied uh, theatre and performance practice um, in, in uni and I got a first in that, which is great. Um, but yeah, I guess essentially... I guess this is my first, I guess, or maybe second year of getting into the industry fully because I came out of university and then um, we had the COVID pandemic and that just sort of like, I went from a high straight down to a low and I didn't really know what to do. So yeah, I guess it's just about building everything back up now and, and trying to get things going again. Okay. So, um, so this is with 
technically your second year. Um, if we go, I'm going to take you back, 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 back. Go, on, go for it. What made you get into this? What made you get into acting and uh, writing? Ooh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I think first of all, I've I've always felt like I've always been a very creative person, um, and I've always I've always done little bits and bobs of just writing or just like creating my own little stories and books, things like that. I'm sure people can relate but I never took it further uh, because my writing was like, it was incredibly poor. It was, <laughs> I was always getting like at least a C in English, things like that. So I, I couldn't write properly. Um, and then, yeah, with my acting, I fell in love with acting in college. So I went to uh, Aquinas, which is a college in Stockport. And I just did it for a bit of a laugh. Thought it was just, you know, nothing. And then all of a sudden I started doing really well in it. And I said to my uh, said to my teachers, I was like, "Is it? Can I do this as a career? Is this like? Is this doable in life?" Um, he gave me the the yes and the no answer. Like it is very tough to get into, but at the same time, I enjoy it, and I'd like to go into this industry and just just create stuff. I'm, I've always been very creative, so yeah. So it's I, I again, it's not the first time I've heard people say that in that um, A, they were not sure um, about the industry and just sort of got into it. Mm. Um, and then B, uh, you know, can they make a career out of it? But I'm going to take you back a little bit even further. Even further, okay, even yeah. Further. So <laughs> before college, had you, had you never had an interest in it? Because you mentioned you've always been creative and most creatives always say that they've always been creative. So where did the creative yeah. side come from? Honestly, like, yeah, I, it, it was just from doing little things on my own. So that's just writing the books that I used to do. So I think it was just silly things like you know, like Warhammer, things like that. They were very spacey or creative. Um, and I'd, I'd start writing. But I mean, essentially, no, I don't have a, a background in theatre or or acting. Like, I don't have any family that go in, that are in this industry. Um, they're not in TV, nothing like that. So... For me to plunge into an industry that I have no idea about is it's quite scary, but I think it's all about the people that you meet. Like for instance, how what we're doing now and what I've been doing for the past four or five years is just networking basically, um, taking the opportunity to go into Manchester, you know, network there with people in theatre, in film, and stay in touch with them as well. I think that's one of the the main concerns that a lot of people have is. They go, oh, where's all the opportunity? But they don't stay in touch with the people that create opportunity. Um, so, yeah, just going back to your question, I, I literally have no experience at all when I was younger. Um, I was just creative, energetic, and I just wanted to do something as I grew up in life. And that's how I got into the industry. So, yeah. You know, it's again, it's you do talk about the things that, like I said, it's, it's almost like it's scripted um, because yeah. it has that everybody is creative um in one way one like one way or another you know everybody takes their different creative um things so like you know if you're like photography um you like acting um acting you then go oh, you know what maybe i've got an idea for something i'm going to start writing and then you learn a bit more about that um and as you say you network with people to help you get your projects um off the ground and, and up and running um is there a time you would say when you were younger that you ever 
have you ever thought about acting? So is it, it did you go, you know what, I've, I've just watched, I see I was 25, I was 25 once. Let me think of something that was around 15 years ago. Did you ever watch like, I don't know, what, what was you watching? <laughs> I don't know, what was you watching as a kid, basically? And that, that should... the day, yeah. I guess, well, I don't, I'm not too sure. Well, I had a bit of a, a, I guess, a different sort of upbringing. So like when I was younger, um, I had a lot of my childhood in hospital because I was diagnosed with leukemia. Um, so I had blood cancer when I was a lot younger. Um, so I, I, you know, missed a lot of school um, and sort of went into high school. I, I felt like I was a bit, you know, back. So everyone was, you know, forward and I was just a bit further back with all the education and stuff. Um, but yeah, with my childhood, it's it's tough. I used to love all the Disney stuff and maybe cartoons, things like that. So maybe that just engaged me in more creativity and that I wanted to do. And maybe also just seeing my mates go off in primary and, and learn. And while I was in hospital, maybe that was the moment I was thinking, well, I want to do that as well. So you know, putting in the extra effort in hospital to like learn things, even though I was really ill and I was going through like chemotherapy, things like that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one to say, I must admit, because I don't remember a lot of it, but there must have been something there that, that was still keeping me going and keeping me creative. Even if it's just watching, you know, like a film, like a Disney film in the, in the ward um, while I was on steroids and having lumbar punctures, things like that. Uh, just like keeping me happy and going to yeah, uh... yeah. You know, you know what? It's um, when I look when I look, when I look back on myself is I actually like I've always been I've always thought I've been creative. I used to do, I used to do drama when I was in secondary school and uh, did you? I did like school plays and stuff for that and really liked it. Um, you'll keep thinking about this as we're talking and you'll come back and you go, oh, actually, I did watch. Um, a particular Disney film, whether it be a cartoon or a film film or whatever, and you, you just thought that was funny and that, that's what, it'll be something that, that, will stick in, that will stick in your mind and uh, you go, okay, that, it, was, it was probably that moment. But um, well, it's, it's so, probably more the, the entertaining bit, I'd say. It's that bit. I mean, I did stuff like that in, in primary school. So like, for instance, Mary Poppins, you know, just something that you were just dead young and you just thought it was a bit of a laugh. Um but maybe, maybe just like entertaining people as well, like having that opportunity to create something. Um, and I've always, like I said before, I've been energetic and, and I guess giddy. I like talking to people and, and knowing their stories as much as them knowing my story as well. And maybe as I've just grown old, older, just like that's what it's gone on to basically is, is telling my story and then putting that through film and theatre basically. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to touch on um, the leukemia thing because um, I, I know I've had friends that have had kids that have had leukemia and um, <clears throat> as well as family members and stuff like that. And um, it must have been tough. Yeah, I mean, I was I was very young at the time. Um, it, it was probably around 2006, so I must have been, I'm 25 now, so way before 10 years old. Um, so I'd, I'd, I do remember a lot of it, um, but I guess I guess just having that, doing that, you know, having all the chemotherapy and, and steroids, things like that sort of got me into the world really fast to say that, you know, it is a, it is a tough world, like life isn't fair. 
and a lot of people do understand that um so maybe that i don't know that that sort of pushes me on i always look back at stuff on that and think you know what could have happened and, and what i'm doing now it, it's nice to just push on and do something i enjoy because you know life's too short you don't really know what's going to happen in the next you know three to four years with like family with a friend or even just yourself even your health so it's just worth taking a chance of doing something you love um and i guess i just found that with acting really it's like i said is um i one of my uncles um he's a cousin but he, i've always known him as uncle um, he passed away yeah. recently. Um, he was diagnosed with leukemia, yeah. and um, but he never told anybody. Can you believe it? He never told anybody. He's, he was that sort yeah. of guy. He, he was, yeah. he would always ask how you were doing, um, but would um, yeah. never, 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 never tell you what, like, how, how he was. But he was an adult, and as a child, it must be, it, it must have been, you know, many, 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 many difficult difficult times for you and to see that you've gone through that you've not let it beat you but you've used it as a motivation to uh to to, to get you to where you are now is fantastic oh definitely yeah i mean e even just like you said it's the, the people around you as well like so when i had it i mean the, all the attention was on me because everyone wanted me to get better but i think over time i've learned that even my family were affected by it so I mean, I've got a little brother, Thomas, um, he's a great lad, but all the attention went on me to get better. And, you know, he thought he was in the background, just being ignored, things like that, that have sort of taken into, you know, into my mind now and gone, wow, it's just, yeah, it's weird. It affects everyone and it's, it's, it's awful. But like you said, it's a nice motivation, you know, and I'm, I'm healthy now. I want to get out. I want to learn. That's what everyone, you know, should be doing. They shouldn't be going through, you know, cancer or anything like that. So it's nice to have that story just in my mind of what I've been through. And it just sort of pushes me on really to do what I want to do in life. So, yeah. Good, good. Okay. So we now know a bit of background about you. Okay. So yeah, tell me. You do now. <laughs> tell, me, tell, me, <laughs> tell me about your current project. Okay. What you're currently working on. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's it's very much connected with, with with the cancer story, really. So, when I was younger, when I was going through the treatment, um, the only thing that would just, I guess, keep me happy, um, was watching my local football team, Stockport County. Um, I also had like a bit of a therapy dog as well called Barney. He was like a cocker spaniel, um, and two of them, those two things, just kept me happy, basically. So. Yeah, with Stockport, I used to, I, I, I still do it now. I go around the UK, uh, I travel home and away watching Stockport County play um, and I love them to bits. It's a it's a part of my life that I'm, I'm proud of of telling people and, and I have a lot of mates that are like City fans or, you know, United fans and when they go, oh, you know, who do you support? And I'm like, oh, it's Stockport County. And they go, sorry, like, why? Why do you support a small side? But it's everything. I mean, as a football fan, everyone knows that feeling. When you support your team, you stick with your team. I'm sure you know that as well, um, being an Arsenal fan. But, um, yeah, so I started writing about football. Um, I started writing on family. So I just 
jotted little things down around that. And essentially, this was just going to be like a showreel scene. Um, and for people who don't know what a showreel is, it's just basically a couple of clips together um, that actors need to be, you know, presented to you know, to an agent or to a casting director. Um, and I was just looking to create a bit of footage with a mate, and yeah, it was that's how it started basically. So you started making a showreel about your mm -hmm. life in Stockport, family. Um, where, I don't know how to put this. How, how, how to put this? It sort of changes so things. So it, it went from a showreel and all of a sudden my mates were like, well, we want to take this further, basically. Um, because I, you know it's a short film now. Um, that, that's that's what, we, what I probably forgot to say. So basically we changed it to a short film. We wanted to produce something bigger and better um, so we could represent the whole of the crew and show them off. Um, so it wasn't just about me. It was about, you know, the ensemble there um, to try and create something. And then before you know it, we are uh, creating a, a film about football and family called Away Days. And that's how it started, basically. So did you get... Did you get footage of like Stockport players? Did, you, did they give you any access? Did you let them speak to them? Okay, so I mean, at the minute, so we're in our development stage still. Um, we've just been focusing on like the funding at the moment. So um, th this is all off our own back. We're just literally local filmmakers that that wanted to produce something uh, and just go out there and, and just show the world what we've done in uni and just trying to push ourselves back into the industry we're not like a massive company for away days so everything is community based um and we've managed to raise over a thousand pounds now in a matter of in a less than a month which is great thank you i know honestly it's been <laughs> it's been tough it's been really tough but we've had to push and we've had a lot we've had a lot of support which is great um and that's the next stage now it's just sort of putting everything into production um, we're trying to get in touch with Stockport County as well and just show them what we're about and what we're doing and basically how we're connecting the community around Stockport together too because that's what they've done and we want to be a part of that. That's, you know what, it's... it's... <clears throat> Sorry, I've got to keep clearing my throat. Um, it's they'll probably... it's like easy for as well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll probably find that they'll, that they'll want to reach out. Um, I don't think there's much things, but again, if you're not a sports fan, I, I think it's difficult to to understand, especially um, a team sports fan. I was, I was trying to explain the difference to my kids earlier because Wimbledon was on. And um, I said, look, the, the difference between individual sports and team sports, I said individual sports like tennis, um, you can support one player. And when that player retires, you just choose another one. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's as simple as that. You know, and you said, you can have multiple players that you actually like. So, you know, the whole Federer, Nadal, uh, you know, who, who was the greatest, you know, Djokovic as well. And I, I was always going to ask Federer for me first, but I do like Nadal. And, you know, but I said, team sports is different. It's just different. I said, there's, there's, it, it's for life, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's a sentence yeah. either way. No, it, I mean, no, it literally is. It's, like, it's like one big family, basically. That's the, that's the best way I put it. I mean, with Stockport County, we've we've been in non-league, like we talked before, we've been in non-league for about 13 years now. And 
I was one of the the very few that stuck with Stockport County when they went into administration. So we had about, I think it was around 2,000 fans, maybe maybe 2,500 at, at the peak. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like I, I, I envy some of the teams that are down in non-league. It's so hard to get back up and have financial backing as well. So just to see that side of football and how awful it is really, because it's not all like the Premier League. Like the, there are some tough leagues down there, and it's just hard to get out. Um, but with the community and you know us keeping going with the funding around, I think I think it was help the Hatters. That was one of the main funding for Stockport County. So all the fans basically put loads of money in just to keep the ground and the you know the stadium running uh, to you know play uh, pay for the for the players things like that, um, and then. Over time, we've just slowly gotten out of it, but a lot of teams haven't. A lot of northern teams haven't. I mean, Rochdale, Rochdale have. Uh, I think they were relegated this season, which is unfortunate. Um, there's a lot of northern teams just going into administration. Uh, like Berry was one of them as well. Berry um, went into administration a while back. Um, but yeah, it's just the community, and that that was one of the reasons why we wanted to do this film because. We, I saw the community slowly rising uh, in Stockport once we've got that financial backing, and it's just great to see. Like it's great to see. Um, it's great to see kids go to and watch a, a local football game now instead of them wearing United tops or City tops. Like they're the, the proud of wearing a, a local Stockport County top. And uh, in school, I would never have that ever. If if I wore a Stockport County top, everyone would have just slated me. Honestly. <laughs> It's, it's, it's funny how times have changed, with, especially with team sports, I guess. And as you say, wearing a Stockport County top or your local team top, um, I think there's, I think, I think there's been more of a shift. I don't want to say away from the Premier League, but I think a lot of fans have become disillusioned with it. Um, I suppose it's like look, look at Hollywood and look at your um, small screen indie films, for example. Um, we're seeing more and more indie films and independent filmmakers and stuff like that producing quality that people want to watch because it hasn't got all the um, <clears throat> it hasn't got all the CGI and the special effects that sometimes take away and distract from an actual story. Um, independents tend to concentrate more on the story and the and and getting that message across and that that feeling across um, and uh, fans. I said up and down, up and down the country, up and down the leagues. Um, you know, once it, once it's your team, it's your team, and it is it is what it is. And it's... right, yeah. <laughs> and it's even just like the little stories. I mean, I'm I'm the writer for for this, um, and I mean some of some of the stories that we've had just go into like we went to places like Bradford Park Avenue, and it would have like a racetrack around the the stadium. It's a cracking little stadium, um, but it was really icy one time and at half time me my dad uh, and my brother we got on the pitch and had a bit of a kick about while the players were in the dressing rooms like that's that's a side of, of non-league that no one sees or you would never do that in the Premier League because some steward would just come running up to you and just grabbing you um so there's a story there basically and yeah exactly yeah <laughs> there's, a, there's a story and that, that's the reason why we started basically we wanted to you know, show what it's like in non-league as well. Just implement little stories that I've had before um, in non-league, and yeah, that's what it's about, basically. You know, it, 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 uh, 
I strongly believe it would be fantastic. Um, like I said, all this, lots of the sports stories that are coming out now. Obviously, Arsenal have had their their thing on Amazon, as well as teams like Tottenham, Madrid, and a few mm-hmm. others. Um, but one of the big success stories um, was the Wrexham, um, and I guess it's it had the Hollywood feel, didn't it? Because obviously, um, with Ryan Reynolds and Rob, I can never pronounce his surname. Um, Rob Muscolini. One. <laughs> they added a Hollywood feel to it, and but people, I don't, yeah, <laughs> but it it engaged us because um, I watched it and just thought you could see the passion, and there's nothing more infectious than uh, people that are passionate about their about something, whether it be their local football club, a local restaurant, um, the local school, whatever it may be. Somebody's passionate about something; it's infectious. We 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 feed off it. And um, so, yeah, I think I think whatever you're going to do is 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 going to be fantastic, and hopefully Stockport, the um, Stockport people pick up on it as well, and and, and give you some access to some of the players and the, the staff and and everybody, because you know it, it it will just make a fantastic a fantastic story. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just what you said about Wrexham there, like they they are literally in the same boat as us but obviously they've got a bit of a hollywood backing which is great um we had we had a great rivalry with them in non-league um and we got promoted before they did i mean they've been in non-league i think 15 years so even longer than us um and for like a, a little you know place in around wales it's it's tough to get out of but i mean they've done it now they've got the financial backing and it'll be nice to play them again but um, the community around Wrexham now and what they're doing uh, is is incredible. It is exa- it's exactly what Stockport's been doing, um, but just it's on a bigger scale now. It's on a global scale um, for Ryan and Rob. And again, I, I can't slate them because they're a great team and um, it'll be nice to play them again. But yeah, it's tough. It's going to be tough next season for us, for sure. Um. So how many how many in your crew? How many of you are there on this project? Well, we, we're going to keep it really small, you see. Um, because we're on a low-budget scale, um, we've, we've got our DOP, um, we've got a gaffer, um, we've got a sound designer, just keeping everything really short and close to Stockport because we want it, we want it to be community-based, basically. Um, we've got a producer, we've got our director as well, Jay Alley. Um, unfortunately, can't be here tonight. Because this was very last minute, but it, it's all good. Um, but yeah, we're we're constantly talking. I mean, today I've just been speaking to him about the casting, um, and we've just been having a look at some of the self tapes today, which is really nice. Um, but we're on a bit of a quick turnaround now with the casting, so we just want to get that into place this week or next week, um, sort out the shot list, and then move things on for next month. So when, when do you plan to have um, everything? I suppose when do you plan to have everything ready? Uh, you know, what, what's 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 the what's the schedule of schedule of play? So you know, you you got your cast, you're starting next things next month. When... Yeah, well, well, we're looking to film it's like mid mid August area, um, and then after that, we're going to push for the editing and hopefully get it done by December. Um, but because we're not like majorly focused on pushing this out straight away. We've got all the time we need, and I think this is a great message for people who want to go out and do stuff. 
um, because we're not with we're not even with a you know like a company um, that that offers us the equipment. It's our equipment as well. We've raised the money ourselves, and yeah, it's a good message just to go out there and if you want to create stuff and you've got the time to do it, you should go and do it. Because I always say when opportunity when it isn't there, you've got to go out and create it yourself. And if you've got the time to do it you got to go and do it and i know a lot of people that have done that and they've won a lot of a lot of awards um i've not had a, a film festival run yet so i'd like to give that a good go as well and uh you know get it around the the film festival bits but um yeah that, that's pretty much us that that's what we're doing and we were going to do it last year to be fair we were going to film this last year but we decided to just schedule it for this year coming up because we felt it was very rushed um, we felt like the script wasn't ready. We felt like we had some actors, but yeah, we we just wanted to, you know, make a, a bigger impact and see where we could take this if we're going to give it one good go. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we're doing at the minute. And I'd say mid-August, that's when we're looking to film around Stockport. So is it a documentary or is it a short film? Which, which is it? So yeah, it's a 15-minute short film. Um, so it's basically about um, two brothers uh, rekindling their relationship after like a sudden loss in the family. Um, and they rekindle the relationship through the local football team, which is Stockport County. Um, and it, it, it's weird. It started off nothing like that. Um, it's the, the, the start with just the showreel scene. It was just two brothers. Um and they were just having a chat and we were just going to make it really dramatic and they fell out and then they got back together. That was it. Um, and then we started talking about football and we thought, could we, you know, implement this in the script as well? Could we make a good scene out of it? And then it turned into the short film and then we made it longer. And then before you know it, you've got the crew there, you're getting the casting. Um, and yeah, it's um, it's a lovely little script, but we're just trying to, we're trying to distinguish it now from, making it like a uni short film to a, a new film that hasn't been seen before so we want to we want to start the film with a bit of a an oomph a bit of something different um and just basically show you know what stockport's like and what the community around stockport county is like and give them basically a positive image um because that's what they've been doing over the past three years is is you know showing the community that you can go and watch your local football team and it you know this this is who you should be with and yeah that, that's what we want to do you know what that's it's, it, it sounds excellent and um i hope i get to i hope i get to be one of the first to view it because um i love a, i love a sports film i love a sports documentary um we'd like to see the uh the underdogs as as you guys are um get get that sort of promotion to to league two and we were talking earlier we were talking earlier george and we did talk about um having a plan and i suppose your plan kind of follows the stockport plan in that you didn't want to rush it and you had a you've got a plan in place and you're just going it will take its time to get there there's no rush to get there but the end result will be will be something that is something that is hopefully what people want to see right i think that's with anything yeah i mean even just the industry itself so i mean at the minute i've, I've got an agent and you know obviously auditions they come 
you know, left, right and centre, then sometimes you might have, you know, maybe five or six months where you don't get an audition. I think just, again, just a nice message because we're all in the same boat and we're all trying to, you know, create opportunity or find opportunity, you know, to to bump up our uh, career in this industry. And it, it's tough. It's, it's really, really tough. And, yeah, um, I just say take your time. Like the, for people, you know, if they're in uni and they're just coming out now and you feel like you're rushing into something, just take a moment and realise, you know, where you actually want to go. Because I think, I mean, I'm 25. I think in your 20s is probably the best time to sort of go out there and experiment and try things and fail. Um, I think failing is probably one of the the, the best things that, that's probably happened uh, in anyone's life I think when you fail that's when you're truly learning um, and you have to fail to succeed in the end so like I said last year we failed we wanted to film it last year it felt rushed I was a bit upset I was like I really want to do it now I want to show people what I'm up to and and how eager I am to go out there and create stuff but you can't rush things if you if you want something done really well take your time with it and focus on the positive bits in there and, and how you can slowly improve that. Um, <clears throat> again, clear my throat. Um, I do like <laughs> a sports, I do like a sports quote. And um, I say a sports quote, like you talked about failure there and um, there's nothing wrong with failure. There's, there's nothing wrong. As you said, failure is a chance and an opportunity to learn. So um, I used to play basketball when I was younger, I, you know, 40 something years old now. Um, but I used to play <laughs> basketball as well as football. And obviously, when I played basketball, um, the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan were the hugest things in the world. Um, so there was a, a quote that, again, I always used it with the kids. And it's, um, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Okay, so you've got to take the shot. And then um, there's a, another quote by Michael Jordan where he's, he talks about, you know, being trusted, you know, 74 times to take that last winning shot. And, you know, 74 times, I can't remember the actual number. I'm going to make some numbers now. Okay, this is just made up, made up numbers. But let's say 74 times I've been asked to take the last shot and I've missed. Um, I keep failing and failing and failing over and over and over again. And that's why, I, you know, that's what makes me better is you have to fail. And it's, I don't, don't use failure. You have to learn from your experiences and just go, um, it's not a failure. It's, it's, a, it's an opportunity to learn. And um, it seems like you guys are doing that and you, you yourself are doing that, which is fantastic. And again, it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You'll get there. No, 100%. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I mean, some of the people that are around me, like there was times where I was looking up to them and I was going, oh, I'd love an agent. Um, I feel like I'm not where I should be at my age. But then they're telling me that it's not everything and, you know, it's even harder once you get to that point. You just got to take it with little steps, you know. You, you can't look at the bigger picture because it's it's too big, it's too scary because you think it's impossible to do. Um, and that's why I remind myself just to take those little steps, be around the people that you want to work with. So, for instance, all the people that I'm with my crew at the minute and the, the actors I've worked with before and I trust them and I get along with them. And that trust there gets us going and we want to go and create stuff and, and, and just be a part of the industry, basically. And, you know, have fun with it as well. Like, as, as professional as this is, like, 
all the stuff that we love doing, especially when we were younger, we look up to people and we go, oh, this looks fun, you know. And I think as you grow older, the, the fun does slowly come out of it because you look at it as a career, don't you? Let's face it, you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have to remind ourselves that it, it is fun. Yeah, that's what we've got to do, so. It is difficult, okay? It is difficult, as you say. As you get older, you, you then have to look at the things that you have to have to pay for. So you go, "Why well, I'm having fun. Oh, uh, yeah, but I can't just have fun and just blow all my budget on this particular thing or whatever else. And then you, there's the other worries as well that come with it. So, you know, um, oh, yeah, I've got to feed myself this week. <laughs> you know, the, the little things, you know, the little things. But um, if you can keep the fun in there, I, I mean, you know, try your hardest and, and and keep on making sure that you enjoy it um it is probably the best way the best way to do it and it seems like at the moment you guys are having fun which is great and and long may it continue 100 percent, yeah and it, even what you just said then as well i mean for me over the past i'd say maybe five years i've just been in part-time work and stuff like that but it's allowed me to go out not with a lot of money but just to meet people and stay in touch with them. So I've, I always say I sacrifice my money for experience and networking. Um, and that's what I've been doing for the past, you know, four to five years outside of uni after COVID. Um, it's a lot better now. I do have a job that's a lot more flexible, which is great. Um, but yeah, I can understand the struggles and where, you know, people looking for stuff and, just go out and network you know there's a little like filmmaking event in manchester or in london just go out because you never know who you might meet good pro tip that's a pro tip we're going to call that a pro tip okay so that's yeah. that's our pro tip go so out <laughs> speculate to accumulate i think that's the, that's, that's the business term i'll take that you know what? i'm going to use that term as well that's not a bad term yeah <laughs> um you talked about funding and um it's one of the ones I think that people don't seem to realize unless you are actually in the industry. Um, mm. Funding is difficult. How have you, how have you, have you navigated that? Yeah. Wow. Probably the scariest part of it all is the funding. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people back down from ideas is if you want to create stuff, you've got to pay for people and um yeah we, we've been looking into the funding for a long time we were going to go on um do you know a website called indiegogo by any chance yes yes i do so we were going to start on there um and, and push the funding on there but in the end we just decided to just go for a, a simple gofundme page um because it's, it's essentially it's just a lot simpler uh, for our audience and then what we did was we uh, created our content so what we're doing is we're trying to engage with Stockport and the community and sort of bring them in. Um, so we've pushed a lot of our content around Stockport County. Um, so, for instance, we went to um, to Wembley uh, against Carlisle in the in the playoff final. Unfortunately, we lost. Um, it would have been amazing if we got promoted back to back. Um, and then that would have maybe even sent our film soaring. Uh, with a load of speculation with that but it's, it's all good it was a lovely day out really enjoyed it um, and what we're doing at the moment is we're doing like a little Wembley album so we've got a lot of people um, sending in all the photos of the, of the day trip in Wembley 
Um, and that's what we're trying to build up with our content. So it's stuff like that, um, announcing the crew, the cast, um, like the intentions, so like how I started writing and how it's impacted with the script. Um, and then over time, people have looked at that and they've gone, you know what, they, they actually want to create something. So I fancy donating just a little bit of money for their opportunity. Um, and I mean, I, I have a lot of people, a lot of friends, a lot of family who have kindly donated and I, I love them to bits. Like for someone to, you know, donate a little bit of money for your, um, you know, your vision, it's it's quite emotional to be fair. Like I never thought we'd get, we, we aim for a grand for a thousand pounds. I never thought we'd even get close. Um, I, I think we can do this film with about 600, 700 pounds. Um, but we wanted to go high and we're going to keep the, the GoFundMe going as well. I think we're on £1,030 now. Um, and yeah, when we hit that, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, we're, we're doing it now. Like we're actually going to create this. Like the money's there. We don't have an excuse not to go out and do something now. So it is difficult, but if you've got an idea, and if you can produce content with that idea and then grasp your audience from that, you can get the funding. It is doable. And there are so many other ways to get funding as well. Um, we didn't look too much into it because we just wanted to focus on that. Um, but yeah, it, it's been tough. It's been really tough, but we managed to hit the target. And now we're just off on a, a bit of a, an incline now, soaring up. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, you talked about it just just briefly. There. You said it's been tough. How have you dealt with your setbacks? Yeah, I mean, some days, like some some days, I've been like, yeah, that was a tough day. I felt felt like there's been times where I've gone, this film's never going to happen. In a way, it's it's all about in your mindset. I think for me personally, um, it's about having your trust with the crew um, to get the job done. Um, and communicating with them as well so I mean I think it was a week ago I was going oh god I was I was talking to my producer Callum he's a lovely lad and uh, he's he's just won uh, an award for a film called Seasless um, I think it was um, what was it it got best I think best short film of the year in Oldham I think it was he, he might have to clarify that with me but <laughs> one award it's brilliant um, and that was around the film festivals, which is it's great. It's such a good film. It's about World War and um, the two soldiers meeting the opposite side of, the, of their nationality. Um, yeah, I've sort of I've sort of like backtrack on that. Where was I? Um, setback. That was it. That was the one. Um, so yeah, I was chatting to him, and I was going, "Yeah, are we are we going to actually do this? Like, I'm a bit scared now. Now that we've got the funding." You know, there's a lot of like anticipation and, and pressure now that we've done this. But I think the communication around my crew um, is it, great because we can reassure each other. So I think, yeah, the way to deal with setbacks is, you know, the people around you that you trust, go to him, talk to him. You know, if you're nervous about any setbacks, if you're doing a short film at the minute and, you know, you're struggling to, you know, try and create it. Like go and find trust with your mates and and try and make it work that way. That's how I've dealt with it. Um, very interesting. And it sounds like you are a, a tight, close knit uh, group of uh, friends and and colleagues. Um, 
yeah, that support network um, is is key for a lot of people because if you don't have that support network of um, positive attitudes around you to to keep a keep you motivated, b keep you from getting down, and then c um, helping you to get to the or end destination, it, it can it can make it even more difficult. So, uh, um, yeah, fair play to you guys, and um, it's good to see that you know you deal with setbacks in a positive way. Um, we talked about the setbacks. Has there been any particular challenges you faced? Uh, yeah, oh, 100%. I, I don't even know where to start. Maybe, maybe with the script, okay? Um, I feel like as a writer, because it's my first time writing a short film, um, yeah, I think the toughest thing is is going, when is the final script? I've I've been through countless drafts for this script and I love every minute and then I'll send it off. I'll go, there you go, Callum, there you go, Jay. It's like, there's the script, what do you think? And then they go, hmm, maybe you need to change this. Maybe that line needs to be completely erased. And I'm like, oh, I really like that line. That That's probably one of my hardest things is sort of adapting um, to, you know, creating a script for the better um, of the film. And yeah, like this week I've had to delete, a, a, it's a lovely scene, don't get me wrong, but does it give the character enough development in the scene? I'd say probably not. So I've had to be adaptive and, and take things out. So that, that, that's been one of my challenges, which has set me back a little bit. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to, you know, sort out the script before obviously we, we finalise the casting. Um, but we've got a good month and a half to, you know, to sort of just get that right first. And I think the challenges as well, maybe another one. I probably would say the equipment, to be fair. Um, yeah. A lot of people don't have a lot of equipment. Um, we've been very lucky to get our equipment from, you know, a friend, which is nice. And uh, with the funding, we can invest in a bit more equipment as well if we need it. Um, so that was one of the challenges that we had to have a chat um, with my producer. And I was like, can we do this in the budget? Is it doable? Um, yeah, I think they're maybe the, the main two that we were focused on. Um, I think everything in a time schedule as well. Um, I think now that we're on a, a month and a half away from filming, we're sort of, you know, speeding things up now. And I think that's a lot of pressure and it's a challenge. But in a sense, it's making the thing more professional as well. It's making me realise that we have to make it for this amount of time and we've got to get it done. Um, so, yeah, that, that's probably the hardest one at the minute is just scheduling everything and working around the crew to to meet up and, and just have like just an hour. So, like, we all work in the day. We all work, you know, like a nine till five and then the next three, four hours at night in the evening, we've all got to meet up and and look at the script or or talk about the equipment things like that and i think that's a struggle physically and emotionally as well so yeah again these are things that most people don't realize especially people that are not in the industry and people that are uh, writing and producing their own their own work is um it's it's tough because you have first of all you make this script and you think this is perfect and then at some point you have to go through it like you have done and uh take out things does it have enough character development in this scene no okay mm -hmm. well we'll take that out um and then things like equipment you know people just think oh well yeah you know you just get some equipment equipment is not cheap 
Yeah, <laughs> recruitment is expensive, and you know, it's not you can't even say, okay, well, let's hire it because hiring it is just as expensive. It's, it makes no difference. So you have to sort of rally around and 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 get all these things together. So. Yeah, yeah. We, we were actually looking at um, getting more lenses, and I tell you what, that was just like a shock to my heart. It was the 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 scariest thing. Yeah, that was that that was might have been the main challenge for us. It was looking at that and going, yeah, can we do that? Probably not. Um, but we've worked around that, which is fine now. Give us a price on one of the lenses. Oh, don't. don't. My producer was focusing on it, but I mean, we're, we're looking. We were looking to get like a lens kit, basically, and yeah, we're we're looking. It's a lot of money, especially with a short budget for us as well. Um, it's it's a, it's a lot of money. So, yeah, lenses are not cheap, and they usually come. Like, I've, I've obviously I've been on set, so I've seen when they're changing lenses and stuff like that, and it's whoever's using the lens, whoever's like changing it or whatever takes very care because it's in its own box and it's all very very expensive i mean yeah and i i know it's expensive so don't worry about it <laughs> um in your in your short time in the industry what do you think about it i love it i, I really do love it um i think it's hard to get into don't get me wrong um because i understand that I mean, I'm still at home and I'm very fortunate to have the time to go off and create my own stuff. And I can understand that a lot of people can't do that. If they've got, you know, they've got a full-time job, they've got family, they've got kids. Um, they might have a priority that's, you know, stepping them back from giving something a go, which I completely get. Like, I, I would say I'm, I'm quite privileged to, to be at home and I can go off and do stuff like this while I can. Um, but at the same time, if you really want to, you know, give something a go and and, and make it, in, they say make it, but, you know, go into this industry, you've got to find the time to do stuff and create your own work and, and show yourselves off. Um, so, yeah, I do love it. And I'm glad I went to university. I've learned a lot about the industry. Um, but I think as I'm doing stuff like this now and maybe talking to people like actors on Twitter um, in like socials, things like that. I'm starting to learn how the industry is slowly changing as well, because I don't think it's just like one line and that's how it is. I think there's always times where it'll constantly bump up and down and it'll change. Um, there'll be less auditions. There'll be more auditions in this month. Like it, it's so, it's so hard to read. That's, that's the best way I can describe it. So I wouldn't worry about that too much if anyone's watching this now um because it's just hard to read and you just got to go with the flow um and and trust your instincts and just go if you really want to do it you can do it just keep that uh, positive mind um mindset and just just keep going you just keep pro prodding on as i say <laughs> you know what it's it's i i think i don't think i've spoken to anybody that that doesn't actually like the industry so it's it's, it's just a fun question to ask basically um, but it's good to hear the answers because, uh, like you just said there, um, it's just trying to find a way to keep plodding along, keep doing something, keep yourself creative, keep yourself working, create your own stuff. Um, and as long as you're doing something, you will find that you will, you will still have a, an enjoyment and a passion for it. So, um, yeah, no, it's good. Like I said, I love the industry. So, um, you know, I... I even when I've been on the set and I've been on set for hours and you just sort of go, oh, um, 
it could be worse, couldn't it? It could be a lot yeah. worse. <laughs> well, even for me there, like, I mean, I've I've been on set, but I mean, I've only done like extra work, things like that. Um, and I'm looking to get my first, I guess, credit on TV, on film, anything like that. And that's the, the part of the industry that I've never really experienced. And I'm excited to do that. But I think while that's, like I said, it's like, that's the bigger image for me. That's my main goal um, for the next couple of years is trying to get that first credit. While I'm going for that big, you know, image, I'm also working on the smaller ones too, um, which for instance, this is a short film um, that I'm creating, just doing little minute stuff just to work your way up the ladder until you hit something like that. And it shows you you're just eager to work in the industry and you want to connect and network with people. So, yeah, that's honestly, that's what I'd recommend people do if you can do it. Yeah, good advice. Pro tip, keep working and yeah. do something. Um, it's, again, we just as you mentioned there, and I thought I'd, I'd, I'd kind of just quickly bring it up, is um, you're just new to the industry. So basically, you're basically new to the industry and you, you've, you've, you're looking for your first credit, but you talked about being an extra. Now, there's not many actors um, that start out that that do extra work because I, when I when I was doing it many years ago, um, I was told it was frowned upon. Is that is are those some of the attitudes that are changing now? Um, it's a tough one. I mean, I've done bits and bobs, so I think I started doing extra work in uni because I wanted to see what it was like on set. Um, and how the, the pace would go in the set um, and I guess how they'd treat you as an extra too. Um, personally, it wasn't, I, I liked it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't carry it on. Um, it, it's not something I'd do in the future. It's a nice day out if you wanted to go on and make a little bit of money and, you know, be in the background or something. Um, but I think I'd rather put my time more into stuff like this. So like creating a short film. Um but yeah, I, I wouldn't frown upon it if people just want to go out there and, and have a bit of fun and get a bit of experience. You know, if you're really new in the industry, you're just coming out of uni or you're in college. Like there's a lot of agencies out there that do extra work and it, it is good stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just looking for that next stage now where, you know, I want to take it a bit more serious and go for maybe supporting roles or, um, you know, I, I think at the minute I'm going to be looking into um, I'm going to be filming with a friend. Uh, we're going to look into uh, what they called uh, day day roles. That's it. Okay. Um, so just looking into that is something I've never even heard of before. Um, so I'm going to get writing on a little script with my friend and just like record a couple of scenes, maybe like a nurse or like a substitute teacher, things like that, and uh, and focus on a, a couple of day roles basically. See, I. Again, the really reason I bring up the extra thing is because, like I said, I've, I've known people that are, are into it. Um, it's different over here than it is to, say, somewhere like America, for example. And I, I, I've brought this up many times in some of the other shows and stuff like that. And I keep, I'll keep bringing it up because it's, it's something that, because you touched on the industry changing and, and how attitudes are changing. Um, lots of the times I've heard actors say that, you know, trying to get my first credit. Um, but they want me to have screen experience or set experience, being on set, but I can't get on set. So how do I get the experience? And you sort of go, well, surely then you work your way up. 
so yes you've been to uh, university um and you were while you were at uni you did you know some little bits of extra work just to get, see if you actually like to see what it was like to be on set but that should be your step up you should be able to go this is what i've worked on so i've i've been on set i know what being on set is is like i know what what my cues are i know what my actions are i know how to interact with people um and those changing attitudes over here i think need to change more um if for example um you've got a talent pool and i mean we've got a whole country talent pool of actors actresses um whatever they should you'd want those people working in the industry because the more they're working in the industry the the more knowledge they get the more experiences they have the know the more they know how to control their behaviors um if people spoke to extras supporting artists um and dealt with them better um again you create a better industry all around if you see what i mean that's 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 my thinking behind it and uh, you know it's people need on set experience and the best way to get on set experience is to do extra work if you do extra work a it helps pay the old bills when you're not actually working um then you're able to put little bits of a showreel together so that you can go well look this is me actually on set on these particular things yes it may look like i'm background here or whatever else but you can can pin it together and say well look this is what i've done um and you should be able to work your way up like i said i use a good example of that is someone like samuel jackson for example i tell my kids the guy's like in his probably late 70s now um but he's 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 worked like Danny Trejo as well, another one. These guys have worked their way up in the industry. They started off as extras. They they started off by just getting on set in a film, getting their face shown, um, then all of a sudden working up to getting a line, getting a couple of lines, and then they're being cast for, you know, as you say, supporting roles or minor roles and whatever else, but at least they're getting working experience. And the more working experience that they got, the, the better that they became. They became more confident on in front of the camera. And then they they are where they are today. So yeah, I, I think yeah, there's I think there's a lot of benefit to it. I completely agree. Yeah, I think it it, it has changed from that as well, um, which is why maybe I I don't particularly do like the extra work. Um, I I feel like the opportunity might not be there. Like the networking, I feel like would be there if you want to stay behind for fifteen minutes and have a chat with you know the director if they've got time or, or just anyone on the set that's brilliant I, I would never say no to that because that's what I do all the time um but it, it never like gives you that full opportunity to go off and and, and do something uh, um and I think that's that I understand what you mean now with it with it slowly changing um I, I found that I've quite a problem with spotlight to be fair so I'll Obviously, everyone knows what Spotlight is. And if for people who don't know what it is, it's probably one of the main uh, casting, um, I guess, websites that you can be on. Um, and even before having an agent, it's either you have an agent or you have Spotlight. If you want an agent, you have to get on Spotlight. But agents want you on Spotlight before you can get an agent. It was really confusing. Um, and I know a lot of actors are struggling to do that at the minute um so maybe that the, the must i don't know if they've changed the con- the conditions to get on spotlight at the minute you have to have that many credits to be on spotlight etc um but i think they've sort of um they've changed that a little bit now for people can go on there and it'd be a lot easier for them to to find auditions if they're self-employed or uh, if they have an agent as well so yeah i i i, I 
like I said, because of how because of how people like yourself, for example, um, people are just creating like, and the pandemic and lockdown sort of changed a lot of attitudes as well in terms of, all right, well, I'm not working. I need to I need to keep myself busy. I need to, I need to do stuff. So lots of people are just creating stuff. Um, I know um, at least two two people I've spoken to that have had no representation before in terms of an agent, um, put their own stuff together, put it out there. Um, it was, you know, good feedback from it. Then I've got agents for it and uh, from it. So, you know, people, are, as you say, keep working, keep doing something, keep putting yourself out there. Um, and just getting those attitudes to change slightly. Like I said, lockdown has helped that. So people are doing more in terms of, creating so you look at lots of the online creators that do their TikToks and their stuff like that that are then being picked up because they've created something a character a persona or whatever that is uh that they've kept on putting out content for you know two minutes a minute whatever it may be and um but then they're being picked up and then they're going on to do to do great things so it, it's it is just a case of as you say just keep working at it keep working at it and keep keep plugging away 100% yeah and I think that again just one of the main reasons to why we want to create a film a little short film and send it to film festivals it's it's that area that I've never been to before and I'd love to take it there and um, we're going to have a little premiere as well afterwards like it'll be a local premiere um, that we can we can get the short film you know set somewhere we'll, we'll obviously have to pay for like a bit of a venue um, but yeah, it'd just be nice to sort of get out there and, and try something new. Um, as you say, get out there and just show what we're doing, basically. So yeah. So are, are you in contact with with local theatres, um, like the, the independent ones and stuff like that? I mean, so at the minute, I work um, I work in the New Adelphi Theatre, which is uh, Salford University. So I stay in touch with them, and they're, they're a great university. I love them to bits. Um, I always try and stay in touch with her, with all the practitioners, um, with the lecturers, and some of them, to be fair, some of them are donated, which was really, really nice of them. Um, so it, I guess it just goes to show that I've got a good image, and you know, we're trying to create stuff, and they're like, yeah, you know, they're Illuminati. If, they, if they're going to go and do something, I'll happily donate. So um, yeah, I do quite a lot at the New Adelphi Theatre. Um, I've worked with Salford, I've not worked with Salford Arts, but I've like performed in Salford Arts Theatre, which is like a really small um, theatre based in Salford. It's it's really nice, but it's it's a venue that's um, it, it's definitely funded by the community and, and what's around them. And they they had a tough time in COVID, I must admit, yeah. um, but they're keeping going, which is which is absolutely brilliant um i do i do have a, a little theater in romley so that's where i live as well a little in a little village called romley and it's called i think it's a uh, romley forum um i've been to like a couple of shows there um probably watched a lot when i was in college and in uni oh no sorry college and high school and yeah i love it there it's great that's you know what you've got to support your local talent that's all i've got to say um there's i remember doing a business course once and um they talked about uh local businesses and like big businesses and for example and they always said look if you support local actually it's actually more beneficial for the local community so um yeah go down to your local theaters your independent theaters and 
and uh, cinemas and stuff like that and give them some support. They, as you said, you know, they would have struggled during lockdown. It's lucky that they're still, it's lucky, it is very lucky that they're still going, to be honest. You know, lots of, lots of theatres and things were not so fortunate. So, yeah, fair play. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, just before we end, um, how, what, what would you say, um, what would you say has been the difficulty? I don't know. Let's end on something, something more fun. Let's end on something more fun. Who would you interview? If you, if you, if you were me, if you were Stepney, if, if, if they I called you George. That is a lot more fun. I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, li I like both of the questions, to be fair. We, we got the reality side of questions that people need to know. Um, but who would it interview? Anyone. Anyone. Oh, oh, that is it's a great tough question. It's like saying, "What's your favorite film?" I just, I just <laughs> can't what my favorite film is. There's just so many genres and and people out there, and yeah, that that is such a tough one. Um, come on, George, there must be somebody. I'd, I'd love I'd, to be fair. I'd love to chat with Stephen Graham, hundred percent. I think a, a man, pro probably. I would say that I've been through not particularly the same, but maybe when he was in his twenties and stuff, like I, I struggled a lot around COVID and um, I felt like I was going, I guess, through depression, as I'd say, um, because I was going from, you know, being graduating and, and, you know, wanting to work with people to, to, to being at, you know, just nothing, just in my room doing absolutely nothing. So that was really tough. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think Stephen Graham I think he's a, cl a class actor. I think he's so down to earth, and yeah, I'd love to have a chat with him just about anything, just anything in the industry, or even if he just wanted a pint. You know, I think it's good for lads to talk about you know things and open up. Like, I, ju I just think he's a, a great credit to the working class community. So, yeah. You know what? You're the, you're the second person that said Stephen Graham. Um, he, yeah. Uh... <clears throat> I've never met him, but Stephen, before to come on this show, um, I'm a Stephen too, so you know. Hey, um, but yeah, he 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 does. I mean, he comes across and as as very very somebody that's just just very likable, and um, yeah, it's, it's a it's, that's a very good choice. It's a very good choice. What what question? What would be your first question? <laughs> just chucking it in there. Oh my god, you're putting me on the spot. Oh. The first question. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's so tough. It really is. Um, I know. I know. I keep thinking, just saying stuff like, "How how did you do it?" Because everyone wants to know, like, how how do you make a successful, you know, career in acting or just in this industry in general? You know, how did you do it? And was there anything that you know you would have done differently? But I feel like he would have turned around and gone, you know, don't look at the stuff that you can't change. Just focus on what's coming up now and fo you know, focus on the present basically i feel like that's what he'd reply with it's a bit of a, like a cliche question but yeah i guess just like yeah just that reassurance because that's that's what a lot of actors need a bit they need a reassurance to just say you know just keep prodding on basically as you said much earlier in this in this show um you've got to keep connect keep those connections and and keep connecting with people 
um, you're your own product at the end of the day, and um, nobody sells you better than yourself. So um, my tip kind of coinciding and joined together with yours is um, you are your own product. If you are, if you are whatever industry you're in, um, especially in this particular industry, you're your own products. Sell yourself and sell yourself well. Don't let people put you down. Um, don't put yourself down and don't sell yourself short because you are fantastic. I mean, to, to, to get to any stage where you're doing something uh, creative or in any industry where you got to any stage that where you're at, um, that's because of you. It's, it's not because of anybody else. It's because of how hard you've worked to get there and the challenges you face to get there and you still come out on top. So we will end on a positive. George, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, I'd like to have you back um, when this when this short is done because it'll be good to it'll be good to actually finally um, see it and 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 talk more about it. And hopefully we can get the rest of the guys on as well. Um, and you know we can all have a. I think I can have up to ten people on here, so you know it'll be a bit a bit crowded and congested. But you know we can get we can get. That will be very interesting, and yeah, I'd happily <laughs> be down for that. Um, we'll get more people on and. Uh, we'll let you know how we go on with the filming. Uh, excuse me. I'm just so tired. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate sure. it. Thank you very much. He's been George. I keep pointing the wrong way. I've been George. No. Um, let's, if I go that way. Ah, yes. There you go. He's been George. They call me Stepney. Stockport. We are now fans. Um, second, there'll be my about eighth team. Um, second team now, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fine. But they're now on my radar, so I'll be looking out for them. Um, and we'll also be looking out for your for your short as well. So, George, thank you very much. This is Behind the Scenes. They call me Stepney. George, give us a wave. Bye-bye. <laughs>